good to us. We thank you. Let the King of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. Oh, He is my song. Let the King.
praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a good, good God. He is still in the miracle working business. I want everyone to find the scriptures and turn to Proverbs 29, or you can watch the screens. We'll have these verses up on the screens. Proverbs 29. Amen. You're getting part one of the vision, and please everyone stand in honor of God's Word. I always like to have you stand because we honor a lot of things, and I want to honor the Word of God. Amen. Amen. And uh, But two weeks ago, I did not get to preach. If you remember, the Holy Ghost showed up. Amen. And so the early service got part one on that Sunday, and they got part two this morning. Well, you're going to get part two. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We can't go back. Amen. I'm never going back. Amen. Proverbs 29, where there is no vision. One version says the people languish, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. All right, now from Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain upon the tables, that he may run that readeth it. Verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. I just feel like somebody has had a vision and you've been waiting on that vision to be accomplished. You've not seen the fruition, the fulfillment of that vision. Don't you give up. I've come with a word this morning that God has his timing and every vision has its timing. And about the time you give up was the time that God had planned for it to be fulfilled. Amen. Vision is so important, and just before you're seated, I wrote in my notes that our lives are sustained by having a vision. And life can be driven by a vision. It can give meaning and purpose. And the devil wants to attack your destiny, your vision, to keep you from maintaining having a vision. I'm, I'm telling you, you need to have a vision for your family. You can be seated. Everybody's got a piece of paper here. I gave a homework assignment to both morning services two weeks ago, even though I didn't preach in the service. And I've given you a piece of paper now to take out of here today, and I want you to write down a natural vision and a spiritual vision for 2018. I want you to write down on the natural side of your life some things that you want to see accomplished. Maybe you want to start a business. Somebody in the early service, that clicked with and they said, Pastor, that's been in my heart, been in my spirit, and I know that was a word from the Lord. Maybe it's start a business, write a book. Maybe it's, it's rebuild a relationship, start a project, uh, do something, take a vacation, read a book, whatever. There's some things on the natural side of life you need to put down on paper for 2018. If you don't ever have any goals or any vision, you're not going to go very far. I I'm going to say that again. Life is sustained when you have a vision and you have purpose. And every day, listen, Robert Madu, four weeks ago, he said, life is made up of days, 
seasons and years. And every day what gets your motor cranked and what gets you started is having a vision. Maintaining that vision. And it'll see you through the seasons and years. But then there's the spiritual side that we need to have a vision for in 2018. Everybody should have a vision to read more of the Word of God and read this Bible through. I want to challenge you. Let that be one of your spiritual goals this year, to read the Bible through this year. Everybody say amen. It is one of the most fulfilling things when at the end of the year you can say, I've read this Bible through. I've gone through from Genesis to Revelation. Amen. More prayer, more Bible reading, get better connected in church and find a place of service. But everyone needs a vision. Joseph's vision kept him in the difficult hours and in the times of being very blessed. It kept him headed in the right direction. The word vision can be used as a noun and it can be used as a verb. As a noun, it means the act or power of sensing with eyes. That by your eyes you see something. That's vision. As a verb, it is to imagine and to dream. Much like what everyone knows, Dr. Martin Luther King, and, and what he, he had a dream, and that dream propelled him. And it's used as a verb in that sense. 2018 is the year of new beginnings. It's the year of the open doorway. And we've got to have sight. We've got to have vision for the coming year. An eagle can see its prey for two miles. An eagle flying high in the sky can literally for two miles, he can see a rabbit in a field two miles away. That's pretty good vision. Somebody say amen. 2018 needs to be the year of focused vision, not double vision. If you've ever had double vision, if you'll read and study about it, it gives headaches. Amen. A double-minded person is unstable. We need to have focused vision. Everybody say focus. We need to have eagle eyesight. Do you know that the eagle has three sets of eyelids? I didn't know that until I was studying that this week. Three sets of eyelids. He has one inner set of eyelids that is completely translucent. Cannot be seen with the naked eye. But it is a distinct set of eyelids that every four to five seconds acts like a windshield wiper and moves left to right every four or five seconds to completely brush away any debris, any contaminants, anything that would keep an eagle's eyes from exact accuracy. I want to tell you we need the Holy Ghost this year. Mm -mm. We need the Holy Spirit. I need an organ player right now. Amen. We need, a, we need the Holy Ghost this year to wash away the things that would, would captivate our eyes, blind our eyes, get our eyes distracted from what God has meant for us to do and accomplish. We need the Holy Spirit to act as that transparent lucent set of eyelids that completely removes obstacles that distract the people of God. Everybody say amen. amen. Don't lose your vision in 2018. Without vision, people perish. They languish. I'm thankful that life is full of people that had a vision to do something. 
I'm thankful that in 1886, Henry Ford had a vision to create an automobile. How many arrived by automobile? Raise your hand. How many are thankful for your car? 1886, a man had a vision. I'm thankful for George Stevenson in the 1820s that created the train and our, our country uh, became uh, uh, crisscrossed by the railway system. The Wright brothers, how many remember seeing that first picture of the Wright brothers in 1903 when they invented the plane? And they flew for a hundred yards. What an incredible thing. But somewhere, some men had a vision for what could be done. Oh, I'm preaching and you're not letting on. Amen. We are blessed today because we have lights in this room. And in 19 or 1879, Thomas Edison created the light bulb. Somebody say amen. You're going to go home and you're going to open a refrigerator and you need to thank James Harrison in 1927. But watch this. There are people all through history that have, uh, have allowed vision uh, to not be obstructed or obscured, but to see things and create things that have added to our lives and blessed our lives. What about Jeff Bezos? who is the richest man in the history of the world. Listen to this. In 1994, 24 years ago, he created Amazon and has become the wealthiest man that's ever lived on planet Earth in 24 years. The wealthiest man. Steve Jobs in 1976 created Apple and Apple was all over your news this week about the vast wealth that they have worldwide. I'm telling you, Mark Zuckerberg, 2004, just a young kid, just a young adult, but he created something called Facebook that now he is, he is one of the wealthiest men in the history of the world also. And he created it in 2004. You know what, as I kept going through all of these, and I've got many more, I, I, it just began to rise up in my spirit that there are yet some things that God wants to rest His Holy Spirit on the people of God to do in this hour that will be a benefit to mankind, be used for the good. Listen, you can use any tool for bad or you can use it for good. I'm going to come down and say amen to myself. And I believe there's some things that God wants to gift some people in the body of Christ. And I'm going to take that a step further. I believe there's some, maybe some books to be written, maybe some things to be thought up, and, and some inventions to take place in Evangel Temple. I'm going to call that forth, amen, that will bless the kingdom of God. I want to give you three thoughts for success that I have watched people's lives connected with the church, how to run a great company you need a great purpose. You need a great purpose. You give God this year a reason to bless you. Everybody say amen. And you tie what you're doing to the Lord's church, which the church is the highest order of God's work in the kingdom on earth. I want to talk to you first of all about a threefold cord. Everybody say three. Oh, come on, everybody say three. three. Now go to Matthew chapter 6. I want to show you three. Three things here that I believe 
on the, in the Sermon on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount are the marching orders to everyone who would ever name the name of Jesus. If you're a disciple of Christ, if you're a believer, the Sermon on the Mount has to be hugely important in your life. It is Christ's marching orders. And in chapter 6, he gives you a threefold cord that will not be easily broken. Every rope is made up of twines that are circled together and interwoven that create the strength of that rope. Watch this. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus gives his followers, his believers, three things that if they're intertwined in your life, will create a threefold cord that will not easily be broken. Everybody say three. Look at Matthew chapter, <clears throat> pardon me, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. When thou prayest, don't be like the hypocrites that love to pray standing in the synagogues, but do your prayers in your closet and in secret so that your heavenly Father will reward. Everybody say reward. With all three of these strands, there is a blessing that is declared by Jesus. There is a reward. When you pray in secret, your Father is going to reward you openly. When you go on down to the next part of that strand or one of those strands is verse 16. When you fast in secret, your heavenly Father will choose to openly reward your life. We have been doing first fruits fasting, come on now church, in the month of January. We had an evangelist last Sunday, so I could not duly lead you in celebrating the end of the fast. Amen. But the fast is ended. Amen. I'm telling you, I've had testimonies from people that, that have never fasted, some that uh, did fast, and, and others that it's been a regular discipline each year. And I've heard testimonies, friend, of what God has done because God's word is true. If you fast in secret, he's going to reward you openly. I want you to expect that as we have begun the first year fasting and obeying the word of God and praying and obeying the word of God, heaven is going to reward our lives this year. I did not say that. Jesus said that. We need to claim that blessing. It was first fruits dedicating of the very first of our year. But then I want you to go back to verse 2. That when you do your alms, your giving, don't sound a trumpet. Don't just do it to be in front of people. But as you do it, understand that heaven will reward you openly. Listen, Jesus gives three strands to a rope that will not be broken. Give, he says, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. I believe that as we have honored January, the first month of our new year, we have consecrated and dedicated to God this first month. We have offered it to the Lord. I believe it sanctifies and sends a signal for the other 11 months. You need to line up with what has been a statement of faith has been declared. I'm claiming the blessings of God on every home and family upon this church as we have done some first fruits for the first of a new year that we're claiming the blessing for the whole year. I want everybody that's claiming the blessing for all of 2018, I want you to say amen. 
I want to challenge you and I, this is a sacred Sunday tying all of this together. I couldn't do this last week because of our evangelists being here. But it's a sacred Sunday tying all of this together. In a few minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give a first fruits offering. Whatever that looks like, I don't want anybody to be ever be under any bondage. If it's $5, I want everybody to do something as a first fruits obedience to Matthew chapter 6, the threefold cord. But if it represents one hour, God gave you this year, if you work the full year, 2,080 hours. Maybe it would be a good thing to return one hour's wage to him as a first fruits offering, asking that he bless 2,079 hours. God gives you if you work the entire year, 260 days of the 365 days. He gives you 260 days to work. Some of you may want to give God uh, one day wage or what, whatever that looks like. My wife and I are giving a special first fruits offering today. But I don't want anybody to feel under any pressure or obligation to do what somebody else is. We've had people turning in first fruits offering all month because people all across this congregation believe in this principle. I can show you first fruits from Genesis all the way to Revelation. But Proverbs 3.9 says, Honor the Lord with the first fruits of all your increase. Ezekiel 44.28 says, The first of the first fruits should be brought to the priest and the the blessing will rest upon your house. Ezra led the people in Nehemiah and Ezra. They led the people every year. A first fruits offering at the beginning of the year was brought to the temple. I want to tell you, at some level, when we close this, off of this service, if it's $5, whatever it looks like, I don't want anybody to do anything you can't do. You just allow the Holy Spirit to just... Just help you connect with the principle of first fruits here because I believe in this, friends. I believe we're sanctifying, we're signaling to a harvest for the rest of the year. Amen? Everybody say three. three. Point number two, I want to talk to you briefly about the threefold mission of Evangel Temple. Our mission statement is to reach, teach, and involve. Everybody say reach. I want for the next 28 days beginning tomorrow... For there to be intentionality to our reach. There are prodigal sons. There are lost coins. And there are lost sheep. There are so many in the city of Jacksonville that are not connected to the houses of worship. We have 1,400 churches in Jacksonville. I was talking with Perry Stone about this. And we were talking about how this is a church city. And yet such a small percent are really connected to the houses of God. And friends, it's time Evangel Temple reach the prodigal sons, the lost coins, the lost sheep. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm asking for 28 days of intentionality that we try to reach people for the, for the work of the kingdom. Amen. And I want everyone, we're to be in the soul-saving business. We're to be in the business of loving souls like Jesus loved souls. He came to seek and save the lost. That's why... Every person is important to the kingdom of God. I'm going to park here for just a moment longer. Jesus prayed a prayer, and he said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our model is not earth. Our model is heaven. Our model is heaven. 
What the church needs to look like on earth is what heaven looks like. The church in heaven is made up of every age demographic, every ethnicity, every background. And the church on earth should look like heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Everybody say amen. We've got to love the lost. We've got to love souls. And we've got to be intentional. And I want everyone working to try to get the lost, invite the lost, bring the lost to the house of worship. I'm going to say one thing further before I get off of this. We do not save seats. We save souls. If a visitor comes in and asks you for your seat, you get up and move. You didn't buy that seat. Amen. I was invited to be the guest of honor at a place just recently where there would be over 3,000 people. And I was, I was to be one of the VIPs. I was given the guest seat of the entire facility. But they told me this, you be an hour and a half early or you cannot have that guest seat. The crowd will be so, there will be so many people trying to get in. You have to be an hour and a half early if you're going to be the VIP. And I went, and I was an hour and a half early, and there were thousands of people there. I'm telling you, at some point, we have to understand people matter. The loss matter. If you want a seat, you get here early. Amen. You don't own that seat. And don't you save it. Save a soul. Everybody say amen. amen. We're called to reach. We're called to teach. I've got to hurry. We're called to teach. I believe Evangel Temple does a great job at our teach. Watch this. If you want to know how something's doing, look at the outcomes. I've been taught this by business people in the church, and I've been taught this by leaders in our community. Always watch your outcomes, what's produced. Evangel Temple knows how to produce strong young people. Evangel Temple knows how to produce strong families. Our programs, our ministries, they work. And if people get in and get committed, they get connected and they stay involved, the outcomes will be there. Strong families that serve God. You can't be in and out. You can't be half-hearted. But if you get into these programs and ministries, I know that the teach component, and we're taking it to a whole new level as you'll hear in just a moment, the teach component is very strong. And you need to be connected to that. But we're called to reach, teach, and then we're called to be involved. Every person in 2018 needs to find your serve. Every person in 2018 needs to find your place of connectivity in the Lord's church. As I said earlier, I honestly believe that the highest order of work in the kingdom on earth is the Lord's church. It is called by Paul numerous places the mystery of the church. A lot of people miss this. There's only one entity, not, not two entities, not your entity, not my entity. There's only one entity that he birthed, that he's coming back for, that he guarantees hell will not prevail over. There's one entity, it's the church. And we got to be given to help build the Lord's church. And you need to be involved in 2018. But I've got a word in closing. Everybody say three. three. I got three words. Amen. Amen. Because it's been three things that we need to give pray fast 
It's been reach, teach, involve. But I want to share three opportunities. Don't tell me we can't. I serve a God that says we can. Don't tell me that the, the three opportunities are too big for us to, to, to tackle this year. I serve a God that's more than enough. Listen, I, I, I feel like I'm speaking to somebody that, uh, that you've not seen your destiny realized and maybe you bought into the trap uh, that you gave up just a little bit too soon. I, I, I want to tell you, don't give up because 2018 is a year that we're going to see the destiny of God accomplished in the people of God and for the church of Jesus Christ. I want you to watch the screens about President Roosevelt's true story as he addressed his cabinet. Gentlemen, most of you did not know me when I had the use of my legs. I was strong and proud and arrogant. Now I wonder every hour of my life why God put me into this chair. But when I see defeat in the eyes of my countrymen, in your eyes right now, I start to think that maybe he brought me down for times like these when we all need to be reminded who we truly are, that we will not give up or give in. Mr. President, with all respect, sir, what you're asking can't be done. George, get back. Do not tell me it can't be done. Hallelujah! If he is leading the way of your life, if he is leading the way of this church, it can be done. A threefold cord is not easily broken. This Wednesday night we'll go into detail on all these, but it's time, number one, to complete the Arise vision of this church. God has blessed us, and we have had three components to the Arise vision. The Lord helped us to build the beautiful lodge across the road, and it has become a wonderful part of the Evangel Temple church life and activity. And God helped us to build it debt-free. Part two, we've moved into back in May, the completion, complete renovation of our nurseries and children's area. And now we have a state-of-the-art, one of the most beautiful kids and nursery facilities around. And God helped us to do all of that debt-free. Somebody say amen. It's time to build part three, do a rise three in 2018. I want everybody to say amen. amen. We have about 4,500 square feet out in the lobby to provide for community and, and pre-service, post-service, but we're adding an additional 10,000 square feet to that lobby to create a, a beautiful cafe area, coffee shop, a chapel, to create an area for church community and to take our, our interaction, our fellowship to a whole new level of connecting our church family. And we want to believe that Arise 3 can be done this year. Somebody say amen. amen. Point number two or the second strand of that cord, threefold cord, and I want the worship team to come back. 
Every week, this church ministers to a lot of needy people in our community. People that are without, people that are poor in our community, and through our Samaritan house. Every month, thousands of dollars go out in help in goods and clothing to help. And friends, we need another building down there to enlarge the ministry to the poor of our community. How many believe this is a good thing that Evangel Temple enlarge? We've got to help the poor. And we've got to have another building to do that. And this year, that needs to happen. But point, and I'm excited about that because I'm excited about the way Evangel Temple helps needy people. But I'm excited also about this third component. Everybody say three. A threefold cord, and we've showed you three, 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 is not easily broken. It's time to take our teaching up a level and to facilitate this generation educationally at a whole new level. We have an opportunity before this church to partner with a leading university in America. And I will give all the information Wednesday night. A good, strong university, accredited university. We have an opportunity to partner with them and create a college campus here at Evangel Temple. Somebody say amen. How many went to college? Raise your hand. Okay. How many never finished college? Raise your hand. Look at that. We have a young generation that we're sending off also to colleges that as they go off, they may or may not be good environments. And many times families cannot afford all of the, 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 the tuition fees and then the housing and all that comes along with college life. And partnering with an incredible institution, we can create that higher learning right here at Evangel Temple. And I'm telling you, when I reveal all of the information Wednesday night, this is a very good university in our nation. And they want a campus here. And so we're going to talk about it. But there's a lot of people that want to finish their education. And then there's a generation coming along that we've got to speak into and, and see them cement their educational process in a spirit-filled environment where they can still be at home in, in a, a godly environment and a, a Christ-like environment in their church. It will help their educational process. And I want everyone to stand. I am so excited about all three components what God's going to help us to do because I believe it's going to also you're going to see how all of this fits together and God's going to put it together but I've given everybody an offering envelope and I'm going to call you to the front in two minutes and I want everyone if you have to leave please put your first fruits whatever that looks like and I'm very serious just participate if it's five dollars you need to participate doing a first fruits the scripture honors this concept and so many people in this congregation would attest I'm going to call this entire congregation in just a moment so I want you to prepare your giving but friends we've got some exciting days ahead and a three fold cord 
will not easily be broken. And God's calling Evangel Temple, and this is our hour. And I believe we can provide some things. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm 62 years old. I'm thankful for the generation that's ahead of me in life. They've been stable, they've been positive, they've been a, 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 an environment to help pass the baton to our generation, but I have an obligation to also be raising up the next generation. Understanding that today we stand on the shoulders of many people. And another leader of this community this week died and passed away. But we stand on the shoulders of great men and women who, who have run their race. But I have an obligation also to be training those that are next and speaking into the next generation. And Evangel Temple will be, as God helps us, a generational church because I believe that honors heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm thankful that we have people of all walks of life, all age groups, all backgrounds that can worship together because a family, that's what a family looks like. That's a healthy family. Somebody say amen. If it's only elderly people, that's not healthy. If it's only young people, that's not healthy. We need the entire spectrum of the family represented because we, we draw so much from one another. And I want everyone to take now your first fruits offering. I'm going to ask you to come to the baskets that are down front here as the worship team comes and leads us in a song about reaching our city for Christ. And I want you to come so whatever that looks like, you know that's what pastor's trying to encourage you. Whatever it is, it's the concept of being a part of first fruits. My wife and I have a special offering I want us to give together. You're the light in this darkness. You're the hope to the hopeless. You're the peace to the
before anyone else leaves, I want to pray a prayer over this church family. Robert Madu preached to us about days, seasons, and years. Genesis 1:14, and he said, watch the signs. Perry Stone last week said, watch the signs, and he referenced Genesis 1:14. God put the sun and the moon as signs. This past Wednesday morning on the last day of January, there was yet another sign in the heaven. Friends, we're living closer and closer to the coming of Jesus. I believe that with all of my heart. And my Bible reading and our Bible reading Wednesday morning was about the Exodus. And this is what I want to speak over this church. As we were reading, my wife and I were reading that morning there in the office together and she was reading her Bible and I said, I said, I've just found a portion of the Exodus that I've, re I've read it every year. I mean, I've read it many, many times. But it never came, became a rhema. And uh, it jumped off the page to me. And, and God told Moses to tell the children, put the blood on the doorpost and the lintel of their homes. And we began to look at it that every Egyptian family, every Egyptian family suffered death. Every Egyptian, they lost animals and they lost their firstborn. In every, it says every Egyptian household, even Pharaoh's. But watch this. Not one animal of the children of Israel and not one of their family members, but there was a specific instruction I've never caught until this Wednesday morning. God told them on the night of the Passover, don't go outside. There was a spiritual statement that God was making, a spiritual insight He wanted them to capture. The don't go outside was don't remove yourself from out under the covering of the blood. Listen, that applies to you and that applies to me. We've got to stay blood covered. We've got to stay under the blood. Don't pull yourself out. Stay very close, stay very near, stay under the blood. Revelation says that in the last days they will be overcomers by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. I, the blood still works and will work in 2018. Hallelujah. I want to sing about it, I want to preach about it, and I want to stay covered by it. The blood of Jesus. Father, we declare the blood of Jesus over Evangel Temple, all our homes, our families, God, all of this uh, congregation, our online congregation, our Southwest congregation. Lord, I declare the power and the authority of the blood. Lord, I pray that you'll release your holy angels to stand guard over the people of God. Thank you for protecting, Lord, our church family this week and those that are a part of this church, even an extended portion of this church. Lord, thank you that your watch care has been seen so many times, and I declare the blood of Jesus over each and every household, over each and every family. And here is the blessing. I like to speak this once a week because it's done in every Jewish home around the world once a week. Come on, lift your hands. God said to Moses, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons. On this wise shall you bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee, 
and the Lord keep thee. And the Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And you will put my name on your children and I will bless them. We have fasted, we have given, and we have prayed. And now I want us to lift up a shout of praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on.